You are listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast, a podcast for Shopify store owners that brings you concrete examples on how to build and grow your e-commerce business. My name is Scott Austin, and I have an e-commerce agency named Jade Puma. In this podcast, I'll share my e-commerce insights and best practices with you. Hey, Scott Austin here. In this episode, I'm going to cover the announcements in Shopify's recent Unite presentation, including my impressions. And I'll also give you my recommendation on what actions you should take. To get started, what is Unite? Unite is Shopify's annual conference meant for agencies, developers, and other partners. Many big tech companies like Apple and Google do the same thing. It's when the company announces its upcoming changes. These are typically all rolled up into one conference or meeting instead of being released throughout the year. This bundling of announcements allows the company to get more attention from partners and press. Previous to COVID, Unite was an actual conference that attendees traveled to. But in 2020 and 2021, it was a streamed event. This year's online event was very professionally done and highly scripted. Overall, the production quality was very high and continues to make me think that Shopify takes product development very seriously. Now, before I dig into this year's announcements, I want to give store owners my advice on how to respond to these upcoming changes. And quite simply, I recommend that store owners do not change their plans for 2021. You see, some of the big changes will be rolling out in August. And August is when most stores should start implementing their plans for holiday. Those plans will be much easier to implement if you rely on your knowledge and experience of the existing Shopify platform and ecosystem. Trying to factor in new technologies that no one has experience with yet will only increase complexity and risk. So my advice is for you to stick with what you know and are comfortable with for holiday 2021. So let's move on to the announcements. My target listener for this podcast is store owners and staff. That said, all are welcome. With this focus on store owners, I'm going to share with you the announcements that are important to you. I won't cover announcements for the very technical app developers on things like what development framework is recommended for headless server projects. Let's just stick with what is useful for store owners and staff. I've got five items. One, online store 2.0, also known as Sections Anywhere. The biggest announcement in my opinion is that Sections Anywhere is finally coming. Shopify announced this feature over two years ago and we've all been waiting patiently for it. It now has a new name, online store 2.0. 2.0 will be a different way for themes and apps to interact. So it seems that today's apps and themes will not interoperate with 2.0 apps and themes, but the details on that were unclear. Here's what I like about 2.0 and why the feature was previously called Sections Anywhere. You're probably used to how easy it is to add and remove sections on the homepage and changing the placement of them on the homepage too. In 2.0, almost all content on any page type, so collections, products, blogs, and pages, will have the same ease of adding and removing sections. So you'll be able to design the layout of any page as easily as the home page by bringing in different types of content. This will be useful in many scenarios, especially landing pages. And I'm a big fan of content-heavy product pages. I've got a suite of tools that I've built and commonly use in my client's stores to present content in tabs or in accordions and have layouts like product seals. In 2.0, that won't have to be custom code. That could be sections provided by the theme or sections provided by an app. And with 2.0, 
apps providing sections won't have to insert the code into your theme to expose the section. All sections from added apps will be available in customized theme in the Shopify admin. That means that apps won't be adding as much code to the themes, which doesn't get removed if and when the app is removed from the store. So managing the theme code will be a bit easier. In 2017, Shopify released sections to the homepage, and it was a significant improvement to the design possibilities of the homepage and how easy it was to maintain the content. 2.0 is going to bring that same improvement to the whole store. I expect that in 2022 and beyond, almost every new store build and redesign will involve a 2.0 theme and apps. 2. Extend Shopify Checkout with Apps Today in Shopify, we have very little control over the checkout experience. Shopify Plus stores get a little more control, but even that is limited. Well, that is changing as Shopify will now be allowing apps in the checkout and post-checkout experience. So you'll be able to add apps to your store that enhance your checkout experience. A couple of examples of how this could be used include A, a cross-sell app that makes recommendations after the customer has checked out. That way, it won't affect your conversion. B, a store could continue to build and establish trust in the cart in similar ways as it does in the store with badges, mission statements, counters, etc. C. Inventory information on products could continue to be exposed in the checkout as your store may already be doing on the product and cart page. I think this advancement is going to be awesome in the long run. I think there will also be an initial period of trial and error. Many ideas will be tried, some no-brainers, others may be risky. Through all the trial and error, we'll see what works and what doesn't and establish a new set of best practices. In other words, I wouldn't go nuts in adding checkout and post-checkout apps when they become available. Take your time, watch what others are doing, and keep in the loop on what are the evolving best practices. 3. Metafields I love metafields and use them in almost every store I build. In fact, I've mentioned metafields in at least five different podcast episodes. I use them to add semi-structured content to the store experience. I use them in all different content types, collections, products, blogs, and pages. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if you have not heard of Metafields, and that's because they're not exposed in the Shopify admin. So you would never come across them while browsing through the admin. For those that have not heard of Metafields before, here's an explanation. Metafields are extra pieces of data that developers and apps can create and access. Metafields can be attached to different Shopify data objects, including collections, products, variants, customers, orders, pages, blogs, articles, and shop. Metafields have four components. A, namespace. B, key. C, value. And D, description. The description is optional. The namespace and the key work together and allow us to organize our metafields. Think of a room of file cabinets. The namespace is the file cabinet, while the key is the drawer. Using the two together would allow us to quickly find the right drawer in a room full of file cabinets. So if an app is creating some metafields, it can create all of those metafields under a common namespace to keep things more organized. Hopefully that helps you wrap your head around the concept of metafields. They're an easy way for us to create some structure behind additional data that we want to create and use in our store and present to our store's customers. Here's a simple illustration of a use of metafields. 
For the product title, we usually want a long, descriptive title. This appears on the product page and is good for SEO and user context. The title could be something like Acme Corp Widget in Blue Plastic for Use in Food Preparation. But that same descriptive title on a collection page becomes very crowded and confusing, especially if every other product also has a descriptive title. So for collection pages, we can create a short title meta field. It may say blue plastic widget. So we have the title for use on the product page and the short title for use on the collection page. So what Shopify announced is that they will be adding built-in support for meta fields to the Shopify admin. Should we be able to create, edit, and use meta fields within the Shopify admin? This should make meta fields more commonly used in stores that will result in richer content and experiences in Shopify stores. Four, RevShare. The RevShare changes do not affect store owners. They are for theme and app developers, but it's worth mentioning here as I see it as an example of how serious Shopify is about continuing to build out an ecosystem of partners that extend and deepen the Shopify platform. The RevShare changes that were announced are that the RevShare to Shopify is going down from 30% to 20%, so more money in the developer's pockets. And there's no RevShare if the developer's revenue is below a million dollars a year. I'm impressed with that counterintuitive thinking. By not taking RevShare from small developers, Shopify is giving them more opportunity to grow. Imagine if our governments did that. No taxes on companies with revenues under a million dollars. That's a way to support small business. Five, GitHub integration. This last one is a bit more techy, but worth mentioning here as it could be used in interesting ways. Shopify will be releasing an integration with GitHub. Well, if you're asking what is GitHub, here's a brief explanation. GitHub allows multiple developers on a software project to work on the code individually. GitHub allows the team to bring all the different changes from different developers and create the single code base that gets used. Well, most stores aren't using GitHub to build and customize their theme. In fact, I expect most Shopify partners don't use GitHub to build their theme customizations either. I don't. But I do use GitHub in the opposite way, which is why this new GitHub feature interests me. You see, I use GitHub to track all the changes made to a theme by me, the store staff, other Shopify partners, and even Shopify apps. All of these parties are creating and editing the theme code in the Shopify admin. I just save versions or snapshots of the theme to GitHub. That way I can easily see what changes were done, when, and from that I can usually figure out by whom. For example, before I add an app to a store, I save a snapshot to GitHub. For example, before I add an app to a store, I save a snapshot of the theme code to GitHub. I get a second snapshot afterwards. GitHub can then easily show me every line of code added or edited by the app. With Shopify adding the integration straight into the Shopify admin, I'm hoping more stores will track changes to their code this way. Okay, that's the top five announcements from this year's Shopify Unite. These are some substantial improvements and will have a noticeable impact on store operations down the road. That said, I want to reiterate my advice to you. Do not change your plans for 2021 and this holiday. The Shopify improvements still contain a lot of unknowns and are coming too late in the year to factor in for this holiday. Come January 2022, holiday will be behind us and more information about the new features will be known. 
that will be a good time to ask yourself if any of these new features and capabilities should be factored into your 2022 plans. In other words, keep your eye on holiday 2021 and don't get distracted by bright, shiny objects. Sales are far more important than technology to an e-commerce store. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast with Scott Austin. This podcast is brought to you by Jade Puma, a full-service agency focused on Shopify. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you have a question or a comment, please send an email to scott at jadepuma.com.